Welcome along to the Wise Wednesday podcast in what is probably our last podcast of the season. Well, we might do a reaction show. Well, what he was going to say uh, in if the we smallest win. room ever. Yeah, <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry. It's all right. It's, it's good for the it's audio. It's first home. Yeah, we're just yeah. trying to describe it to him now, yeah? Yeah. I, I, if you, you, I'm sure you know what the, who's that voice is. Uh, former Sunderland player Kevin Ball. Former Sunderland manager Kevin Ball is with us as well for the last one of the season. We'll probably do a reaction show from Wembley if we win. I, I don't think anybody could be bothered if we lose. It no. won't be in the right frame of mind to do. We might want to do show. something like in a uh, I think you've got to do a reaction thing, haven't you? Yeah, I think that would be brilliant if we win. I think yeah. just to see how people feel after the season's finished and everything that's gone on with it, and, and also with everything that went on last summer, and this is sort of then the culminating effect of Sunday's game, isn't it? So if we win, or sorry, should I rephrase that? When we win, I think you should do I think it'd be good. Mm. That's a formal introduction. Are you okay, Kevin? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got regular Mickey Loft with us as well. And he is a regular because Kevin wondered, Kevin thought we dragged him in off the street. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know whether that was a dig at me appearance or just because no, probably hasn't said this before. Not your appearance. <laughs> right, so we've got, it seems like ages ago we played Portsmouth, doesn't it? A week we played them a billion times, didn't we? And yeah, then, for the fifth time yeah, yeah. this season. Um, before we get to that, Kevin, just your reflection on the season as a, as a whole. Um, I think it's one of those where you can't really sort of say, well, okay, has it been so far a success or failure? Because I think you can only judge that on whatever the objective was set out to start of the season. Start of the season, I'd, I'm trying to think back to what I said. I'd have probably turned around, and I cannot remember, because I can't remember yesterday sometimes. I'd have probably said something along the lines of, look, yes, it'd be ideal to go up automatic. Now, originally, before... The club was sold for the manager left uh, Chris and that I had said if we you know get relegated the the main thing we should do is come up as champions but then so many things changed then obviously that objective changed a little bit and I'm sure I would have said look we get in the playoffs we'll win the playoffs we'll be fine I always said if we get in the playoffs we'd win it because it was our fans that would, would get us through it and you know they they've been through it before and, and they would probably not say enjoy it because I don't think anybody really enjoys it um, but they would do it so have I enjoyed the season? I've enjoyed watching the players um, go out and probably enjoy playing as well, if I'm honest. You know, look like they've enjoyed playing for the club. They've looked like they've gone into training, worked really hard. I think the manager's ethos and philosophy along with his coaching staff has been good. And that's not being detrimental to the past. It's only what I can judge on, you know, what I've seen and that. And I think the boys have generally enjoyed it, but they'll want to finish the season on a high and there's no better place to do it than, mm. than winning at Wembley. And of course, context everything, isn't it? Because you look at the yeah. way Derby celebrated getting into the playoffs because it was the last game. They got a win. The momentum's took them to the final. Sunderland, I think, because they were, they were just outside that top two for most of the season, but we are once, uh, sometimes on the way the fans approach it, but they uh, got through the two games against Portsmouth, though, yeah, despite that. Yeah, and, and is does that mean, though, when you get through the two games, you, you celebrate it wildly? I'm trying to think back to the Sheffield United game, man. Did we do it? I can remember seeing a picture of me with my arms up, like, you know, like that. And that could have been from any game, though, Paul. Truthfully, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was that one because I was wearing a brace at the time. That's the only reason I knew it was that game. Um, and did we celebrate it? And, and, I, and I wouldn't want to speak ill of Derby because, like, rightly what you said, the momentum took there and then all of a sudden they win the game and they get through to Wembley. You can understand. But I did think it was... A tad it was overzealous. It was like, ridiculous. Really honest. Honest. Yeah. Um, At one point, you're like 20 minutes <coughs> in, and you're thinking, "What? What's happened here? Have they, they, they been promoted here?" The, con- the context to the, each individual game matters, I think, in order to them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they'd had the thing all season with Bielsa, and then they went one 0 down. They hadn't scored against them so all the season. Emotions of it. Yeah, well, and, well, and, well, and, and, play, and coming play, back to win the game the way they won the I game. Mean, the player because it was just before half time. Derby scored, and they nearly went a game and a half. They hadn't had a shot on target. Yeah, and then suddenly the score and the game changed. Even, I, yeah. I get that, but I think you know that's that, that's a common thing. Everybody yeah. was watching nothing, and they're going to go back in the changing room now or what? Because they were out there for about two hours. It seemed. Yeah, like, I think the, it, the, the enthusiasm they showed. If they showed that at Wembley, they've got a great chance of winning. Um, I spoke with Waggy and I just said, look, you know, it's an ideal opportunity for you to know how to experience I, I, something I did. I said, just make sure you win, though. Um, and I really hope he's fit for the final. I mean, I'm not sure if he is or he isn't. That's Martin Waghorn. Yeah, yeah, sorry, everybody. Martin Waghorn. I'm not Waggy. Waggy to me, but Wag- <laughs> Martin Waghorn to you lot. Um, so who, 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 just for context, who you gave a debut to Sunderland for? Didn't no, no, it was Keane who gave him a debut. But he was one of your youth players. He was, uh, yeah. he, he was the, the lad, that, and I love telling this story about on Boxing Day, you get a phone call to say, right, Waggy's starting the game today. And I don't think I've ever been as joyous at Christmas as what I was then. And that probably in- included being a kid because it was the first real product we had had out of 
the academy since myself, Jed and Elliot have really got involved with it. Um, and obviously Scotty P came in as well later on. And it was just an ideal moment. And yeah, I loved it every mm. every minute of it. I think that's what I was thinking because I remember you said how proud you were. And that's yeah, why I was thinking I did, of you yeah. being the manager. Yeah. Um, but I guess a great comparison going back to that Derby thing. I mean, can you remember um, in 1990 what the... Do you want a bit of help? Or what? The feeling was <laughs> in that game. Which, Which game? game? The playoffs. Just trying. Yeah, I'm against thinking. Newcastle, yeah, yeah, against Newcastle. Yeah. That was before right, Bolly hey, came. Hey, hey, I was going to say, take that yeah. red stripe away. From yeah, yeah. Me. I haven't oh, even yeah, joined the club. Yeah, that's then. a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, let's yeah, just yeah. move on then. Yeah, shall yeah. We? yeah. No, it's a good point. Yeah. Well, my, yeah. 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 yeah I've, had, I've had a half kind of red stripe. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I've gone. Yeah. That would have been a bit. I'll try and rescue you a bit. You've had a couple of cup finals for Sunderland or Bolly. Ninety-two FA Cup final, and then ninety-eight. It wasn't that far off. Yeah, you months. And then ninety-eight, of course, against Charlton, as everybody knows. So two finals. For Sunderland, yeah, and lost them both. <laughs> and uh, I've just been to see the girls at St. Joe- Joseph's in Hebben tonight to sort of present them with their shirts from Wembley when they won. And and I watched all the footage and the photos they'd done before the game that the staff had done from Alicia and the uh, staff had done from it was absolutely brilliant. You know, the montage of the photos of their day, how it went about them playing and then winning. <clears throat> and then when it came to present them with their shirts, uh, they said, Would I say a few words? And I actually got quite emotional watching it because I'm thinking, they've done something I haven't win at Wembley. <laughs> and I actually said to them, girls, right, I just want to put this in context for you. You've done something that I couldn't do in my career. I still don't think they had a clue, but they, they were smiling <laughs> like, so I presume they did. But it was lovely to see. I mean, like, we'll, really we'll, nice. We'll get on to that, but bloody law of averages, surely. Um, well, I agree with that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh, average, I think uh, just... just on youth team players, just I work with a lad who was good friends with Jordan Cook, and he told me yeah. that, he told me to ask you about him. He said he might stitch him up if he listens or something. Nah, Cookie was a lovely lad. Cookie, when he uh, came into the club, it was funny because prior to him getting a scholarship, there was a little bit of a question mark. What the reason was at the time, I don't know, and I didn't agree with it because I thought Cookie had unbelievable ability. Really, honestly, did you know he's one of these players that you know great <coughs> spring, quick could pass the ball, play the ball, never had much backlift on, a, you know, whether it's a shot or a pass. Um, I thought he was a really, really good player. And he was coming in and they were sort of trying to link his education in at college or something and it just wasn't working for him. So I went to see our head of education at the time, went to see the academy manager, said, look, we've got to change this. He's too important to us. You know, and I think this is a lad that's got a career in the game and we're not giving him the best chance. And to be fair to him, they agreed to... Cookie came in full time and then as time progresses he done smashing with me and the youth team I can remember giving Waggy believe it or not a bit of a rollicking after a game because I felt that he had lowered his standards and as I've sort of given him the rollicking and then followed that up by right I'll see you at the bungalow cafe on Monday you're buying the coffees to Waggy because I felt it was a time in his life where it was just somebody that he just needed to understand that to succeed you need to know what you, you need to do and I thought that was the right time and anyway as I walked out change in bowl accounts waggy's meant to have said to the lads oh he's always having a go at me and cookie's meant to have turned around and said it was about bloody time because you've been crap lately like you know <laughs> and that was probably one of the luckiest things out of the group at the time they were very honest with each other and everybody assumes because <clears throat> you know you're the lead coach but the support you have around you is the most important thing but the players themselves self-managed really well and cookie was one of them and then obviously as his career at the club didn't did probably go quite to what he would have wanted. He ends up leaving and he you know goes around a few clubs. I watched him recently, saw him at Grimsby when Elliot was down there. It was lovely to see him. But he's still again a player that I'll always look out for because he's one of ours and you always look out for him and you always want what's best for him. Mm. I think my mate was hoping you would have you would stitch him up in some way and no, have some mate, sort I'm of story. No, no, I couldn't do that. Well, actually, if I could think of one, I would do, yeah. <laughs> he made his debut yeah, just drop it in later as well, didn't just he? Just drop it in later if you can think of it. I think, yeah. I think he did. He came, came on at Old Trafford. He did, yeah, you're right. You're right with that. We've gone seven minutes and we've avoided talking about the final. Uh, we've avoid talking about 1998. We haven't. We haven't talked about the semi final. Well, no, that we haven't yet. No, that's a good point. I mean, what do you think about this, Kevin? I thought, do you know? So we win the win the first leg one nil. Mm-hmm. Tight game, you know that. It's the fourth time we've played Portsmouth this season. Very little between the sides. Quite a cagey game. One bit of quality wins the game for Sunderland. I thought going into that game, the Portsmouth players were far too fired up. The way they were coming across the same, we'll we'll hammer them at Fratton Park. The fans were doing it. I thought eight minutes into that game of Fratton Park, we'll see this through. I, I, I did, you did. They could have had two red it's cards. Easy, it's easy to say that now we've won. Isn't it? Like, you <laughs> no. know, I mean, we've gone for, oh yeah, I knew that yeah. after eight they've minutes. Had, they could have had two red cards after eight minutes. Yeah, I think the um, 
the one thing you have with Fratton Park, it was it's like a throwback to Roker Park, isn't it? They know the ground's very tight, very small, pitch is close to the supporters. So that sort of emotion's gonna transcend onto the pitch and you're gonna feel it. They made sure it was loud on the night. And maybe it's the build up to it, like you said, they they had wound people up that much. But then in the same token, can you not remember when we played Sheffield United and we had to do the same? Mm. You know, roles versus we were going, we won a white or atmosphere. That's what saw us through. Because of the result when against Portsmouth, people are saying, oh, they were too wound up. Listen, we really don't know, do we? And yeah, he could have had people sent off. I thought we managed the game on the night really, really well. There was a time I'm thinking, well, we're managing this game well, we're doing this, we're doing that. But then I'm thinking, but if they do score, where are we going to go from here? You know, what's how can we sort of flip it on its head and go to an attacking formation or something like that? That worried me a little bit. You know, the saves John made and you're thinking, hmm, was he in the right place at the right time? Were we lucky or did he make a great save, which is what you want from your goalkeeper? The overriding factor was they saw the game out and I thought we saw it out really professionally. I thought all of them, to a man, were very professional in what they'd done. Um, and yeah, going back to my old club, obviously I saw a lot of my mates there and they were disappointed, but even they admitted on the night, they said, you were better than us. And mm. we were better than them because we got a result that most people said we wouldn't do. Mm. I mean, there's, we've played them five times a season. I would say... If you look at it across the in total, I would say if you look at across the entirety of the games, I would say we've both played them four games to one really. Yeah. Across they've had they had a good half the second half at their place where they beat us three one, and they had a good second half. And 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 that was and that the rest of the time we've the way been in the control. Game still rankles me a little bit. I can I thought first half mm. at Wembley, yeah. I thought we were absolutely yep. outstanding like I, I don't think I saw a pass go straight yep. I don't think I could pick anybody on the day that I could go he didn't have a great first start I thought we were magnificent crux of the matter is we beat Portsmouth in, uh, over the two legs we deserve to go to Wembley we've earned that right to go to Wembley and, and that's really why we're all looking forward to Sunday and does that give us an advantage the players have been there they've had this moment you know does it again it's one of those you can always look for these little pointers and say well we, 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 we know what it's like we've been there not long ago you could always then say well Charlton you know we might take it for granted Charlton might look forward to it you know Charlton mm. people might go and this would be a great place great place so you can dress it up how you want does it give us an advantage no not really because it's a totally different game with a totally different outcome so what we will say is yes we have been there not long ago so it's not like the boys need to go oh which door is it we going they'll know mm. where to go they know what the pitch is like they'll know what the atmosphere is like some people will look forward to it, so I just think we just go there and just go for it. I think you're right what you said about how well we played in that first half in the checker trade. And leading up to that game, Jack Ross had said uh, he'd spoke about how people um, had too much adrenaline in Wembley finals and they ran themselves into the ground and the, the fact that everybody thought it was a massive pitch when in fact it's not. Do people make it look no, like that? Just, so you, yeah. you've played a couple of Kevin and is it like that? Is the adrenaline too much at times? Do you know the nice thing about what Jack said there is that educated analogy of it all. Everybody assumes the pitch is massive but it's the same size as every other one. And the reason being the pitch is there, the stands are stretched back and all of a sudden you look and you go, oh my God, it's massive that pitch. Oh, it's, I won't be able to do that. And it drains you. And Anxiety is what really drains you, you know, like the pressure you build up in your mind about if you do this, if you do that, that's what drains you physically and mentally. I think the biggest thing he said that's probably the best thing is just turning around and saying the pitch is the same side, go out and do the jobs you know you can do mm. and concentrate on that. Definitely. You look, and you look at the, you know, I know we don't want to draw comparisons to the two games, we're talking about the two games in context, you know, the, the final that you played in. Yeah. And comparing comparing that to the the Checker Trade final where we were excellent in the first half, yeah, and Portsmouth came back into in the second. I mean that first half at Wembley in the in that Charlton playoff, we would oh, dread, show up, oh, show up, did dreadful. Show up, it's funny, you know, <laughs> and I, 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 I cannot remember nothing about it. And that's, no, well, I well, well I'll, I'll tell you. No, we no, didn't please, show up. no, listen, can I just tell you this? I don't want you to tell me anything because, as far as I'm concerned, I was great first half. So I don't want you to say anything. It's it's interesting because I haven't ever watched the whole game back and because will it really have memory obviously it will do and then you see things you've done well and you go like that and then you see things you've done crappy you think Christ I'll really just do that um, then you I, see Lionel Perez yeah yeah and, 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 and do you know but is, is Lionel's performance at times or parts of the performance yeah. he had is that not indicative of what Wembley can do to you yeah. do you know what I mean it can just literally zap you like that um, I think the game itself when we played the 21 years ago again 
it was a, to go into the Premier League. You know, the season we had just had, we'd just been relegated. We're going back. So many different things floating around in that one. Biggest thing for me now, and I want to say this is, everybody assumes that you know everybody wants a revenge on Sunday for what happened 21 years ago. I think the most important thing that the lads or players of my era can do that played in that game, the supporters that know about that game can still wish that, that we can say, well, we hope they beat them and that'll give us a little bit of respite, like, you know what I mean, to say, yeah, we've got our own back on them. I think Max has recently gone in the press saying that this current bunch of players, and rightly so, it's got nothing to do with them 21 years ago and what they need to be concentrating on and you'd want them to concentrate on is making their own piece of history. He's making their own bit that turns around and says, yeah, okay, they played them 21 years ago and got beat on penalties. It was a great game. However, I'm not really bothered about that because that's history. We'll make our own bit of history. We'll go out on Sunday and win. We'll make our own bit of history. And yes, for all of us that got beat 21 years ago, we will be delighted because we'll say, oh, we finally put that one to bed. But I still re-emphasise Biggest thing for me, I'm nearly thumping your table here as well, right? They need to make their own history. This game on Sunday is not about 21 years ago. It's about them on Sunday. And, it, you know, they've got to look at it. It could be the start of the, you know, the rege- the journey, the recovery for the club. The you renaissance know? or something like that. Yeah, well, the renaissance. Yeah, it, it could be, you know. It's a big word for me. And that, you look, you look at, right, I'm not ever saying we're going to be in the, in, in the sort of same, you know, league as or bracket as Man City. Um, but, you know, they were 2-0 down the Gillingham in or two one down with it to Gillingham in that playoff final they played. That's a year later and, 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 and equalised in the last what's minute. About now? I have no idea. But I'm just saying though, you know, and now? people. But Man City, but Man City, oh, Man City right. fan, Man City <laughs> fan, they were in our <laughs> division. Man City fans oh, are still talking about gosh, Paul Dickov yes. now. Yeah. You know, and like you think about the players that they've got now, Aguero, yeah. De Bruyne, they'll still talk about Paul so, Dickov because of that situation. Because he's the ma- he's he's the one. You well, know, then there's and people point, like Gorda as well. You know, Max Power could be the pe- what person people talk about. You know, when there's talkings in 15 years' time, you know, th- they get Max Power and he talks about when he scored the goal at Wembley. That's put someone that's, back on the journey. That's what they've got yes, to look at it like. Do you know what? You've summed it up brilliantly there. That's exactly what they've got to do. They've got to be the ones that create the history now because they can look back on and not have what we've been doing for 20-odd years, talking about it. And yeah, of course, it was a great final. Yeah, great, you know, and everybody talks about it because of the way it worked out. But it is what it is. It's history. It's a great part of our history and a fantastic game that we'll never, ever forget. But I'd like to think come Monday, they'll be talking about the game day before and saying, now, well, they're done. That's what I want. I want us to then focus on that game because... The club has to move forward and I think you're right because when we, we had the game at Wembley, albeit we lost, I still maintain, and I'll never change my mind on this one, it was a start of the journey for yeah. us and it was a start of Sunderland collectively as a city, as a club, for some reason it got so much closer. I think the game, the magnitude of the game and how it went about because it was on telly and everybody was watching it, I think it pushed Sunderland to the forefront of people's minds when it came to football that they all of a sudden looked out for Sunderland because of that game. Yeah, they were congratulating Charlton, but they're also going, what about Sunderland? And then the following year, because we won the league with 105 points and had such a fantastic year, I think subconsciously we became some people's second team that they started looking out for. Biggest thing for me is, was it great Mickey missing that penalty? Not for Mickey, no, no, of course it wasn't. And I've even gone on, on record as saying that when I really look back at the players I've played alongside, the players I've played with, Mickey's up there with the best, without a shadow of a doubt. But I'm glad he missed the penalty now, because if he hadn't missed that penalty and cost most of us an absolute fortune in bonuses, <laughs> right? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to get that bit out there then, Mickey. Um, would we have done what we'd done? Would the club have then had the following years it did? So sometimes let's be grateful for what happened then because it set the club on a great journey. These players have got the opportunity to do that again now as well. Yeah, I completely agree that... Um, hello, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he come from? I've been just, He's just run on the pitch at Rochdale and he's off. Yeah, sorry about that. Just uh, want to fill everybody in on what he's done at well, Everybody knows about that. Ah, right, okay. I've been waiting to be brought in for about 20 minutes, so I just thought I'd go into... So you'll, come, yeah, in yeah, a, yeah, you'll come in a game that was played when you were two-year-old. <laughs> okay, right, we'll do that then. No, brilliant, but I just think that um, on Sunday, it is a big opportunity, um, as we've alluded to, there to put their own stamp on the history of a football club. But I think to look at this slightly on the flip side, that it's a very big game because if we lose, I think the consequences could be fairly severe because if we win, you've rightly pointed out that we have momentum behind us and this season will be seen as a start of a renaissance of the club. 
But if we get beat, then I don't think next season you're going to see 46,000 fans on Boxing Day like you did against Bradford. So you just want to be negative then, yeah? There's always oh. one, isn't there, right? God, I'm like, where'd you get him from? Out the streets, like, you know? I know what you're saying, Nick, but if Sunderland win the first 10 games, then you will see 46,000 on Boxing right. Day. The point you're... Sorry, go on. No, no, go The on. point you're making, I get that, because what you're saying is it's been built right into this game that it's the next step. This year, in the same token, we look at ourselves as you know the biggest club in League One, and rightly so. Teams have raised their games massively against us all year. You know, you, some of the teams you've then looked at their results afterwards, and they've gone downhill. And that, um, that's what I was told. I don't really look at it. I only worry about no, us, to be honest right, with yeah. you. Mm -hmm. So they've raised their games massively against us. Will that happen again if we stay in this league? Truthfully, probably not. Now, if supporters next year choose not to come, that's their prerogative. We need to then win them back again, don't we? Of um, course. What you've said there is right. If Sunday goes against us, and we're going to talk in a negative manner, which I'm not a particularly great lover of, but if it does go against us and everybody's on a downer, we will be on a downer for a week or two. And then what we need to do is put our fingers at our backsides and say, well, okay, didn't quite work out this year, but we can do it next year. And the players know what will be expected of them, so there'll be no grey area. And will the teams that we come up against then raise the games they may do? We need to raise our games above that. And we need to be even better than what we are here. And then next year, I would put my... I nearly said that on the block, but I won't say that. And say, we need to win the league if that happens. Because that will then send the message yeah. out. That's I mean, is there somebody in the dressing room at the moment? Or the character in the dressing room? People have talked about that a lot over the last few years. Is there somebody in that group who can do what Quinny did after the final in, in 98 where he came and stood up and, and, and spoke in the dressing room about what they're going to do next year is there somebody I don't who, know. he didn't speak in the dressing room I'll tell, you the I'll tell you what without a shadow of a doubt the best thing that happened after that final right was Bobby Saxton turning around to Mickey Gray and saying ah oh, well Mickey that was an effing shit penalty anyhow right that was a, by far and away the best thing that was said and Niall spoke very well uh, to the press and the TV and he said oh next year um we won't we won't get beaten. So it wasn't nothing like that. Like you have so many different stories about what happened. The biggest thing is when when you're sitting there and you're down, you need something to grab hold of. You need somebody to say something that makes you go, yes. Now we're sat there after the game. It's what's happens happen. We walk in the change room. We're all sat round, heads down. No one wants to talk. Everyone's got the piss. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've got the hump, right? <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, Sacco came out with that. That's why Bobby Saxton will always be, for me, far and away, the best coach I've ever worked with. Not necessarily always for his footballing knowledge, because that was beyond off the Richter scale, but his human side of knowing when to say the right thing at the right moment and doing it in a way that makes you respond. And it, that's what he done. And I remember we all started laughing. And I swear, from that moment onwards, all we said was, right, we'll win the league next year. That was it. And like I say, Noel, like I said, Noel's very eloquent, speaks very well. I'm a bit rough and ready. But like, he speaks very well. Sacco is a bit like me. He just says it as it is. And he said it as it is exactly right. I do like the way he said effing shit. So you try to hide one, <laughs> <laughs> you try to hide one swear word and then just come out yeah, with a second one anyway. No, it's okay. Um, lots of decisions to be made before this. By the way, I, I like it how Paul said he wasn't going to talk about 98, but we've managed to cleverly yeah, yeah. got it out of him anyway yeah, and to talk good. about Bye. <laughs> You'd almost think you'd done this before, Stephen. Yeah, um, right. I'm not going to like sort of ask you for predictions for team selections and that ball, but we'll talk about some of the options Jack Ross has. I think. Yeah. I think it's all. Si are we all thinking that because this is a safe one? Yeah. That the back five is going to be as we'd expect. When we've got learn the two yeah. fullbacks and and Ozturk, he's been a revelation ball, hasn't he? It's funny. Um, I've watched him closely, and you know when he's come to the club, didn't have the best of starts, and he's out the team. Then when he came in, I'm thinking, "Whoa, this is going to be tough here when he put him back in." Um, and I thought he would find it difficult getting up to match fitness and that. And I have to say, made me go, yeah, respect to you, mate. Because what he'd, he'd done then, he, he literally, you know, that proverbial saying, oh, grabbed the ball by the horns, he did. And he's got better and better and better and better. And to be, if anything, become a proper mainstay mm. in there, isn't he? Probably well. what we've been missing the, yeah. all the yeah. course but of this, season. This is, this a, is the, the way thing, he's played the game. So many leads we've given away. And you just think, had you had an inform Oz Turk at the back to deal with some of the, the way the opposing teams play? It's hindsight. We're all experts in hindsight. Uh, in oh, hindsight. I've had a full kind of <laughs> red yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you know what it is? Right. I think it's really important now 
that we don't turn around and go, if we had had him, because we didn't. Yeah. Right? What we do say is, when we have had him, he's done tremendously well. And hopefully that'll continue on Sunday. I do think so. Like I said, when he came back in, I did think at the time, manager was very brave doing it, felt it was the right decision to do. I think the managers, you know, people not long ago were giving him a bit of stick and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, really, like that? Again, I will say, they're entitled to do what they want. They pay their money. They have their voice. They have their opinion. Managers made some very good decisions, bringing him back in when he did. And then Alim's repaid him as well, you know, like because, and as each game's gone on, he's got fitter and fitter mm-hmm. and stronger yeah. and stronger. It looks like he's slotted in there even better. So I don't want to go back over if we had had him because we didn't. So let's not do if only. I think Ozturk, he was a bit of a victim of circumstance because he obviously had that poor game against Charlton and made quite an obvious error against Sheffield Wednesday. But after that, he didn't really put a foot wrong when he played in the Czech Trade Trophy yeah. games and he was very solid. But I think what happened was when um, Baldwin and Flanagan at the start of the season, yes, he occasionally had a mistake in them, but we've actually conceded one of the fewest amounts of goals in the yeah. league this season. So it for could all. be circumstantial as well. Yeah, definitely. So... Because there hadn't been that Coventry game earlier on in the season, why would Jack Ross make a change in the back? But as I say, it took that extreme example for us to see Oz Turk's obvious qualities. And yeah. I think, as you say, he's repaired his faith he, he, excellently. Even then, because Jack Ross got a lot of stick for these, these substitutions at Wembley. And, and on two occasions after that game, the Doncaster one was the first one where he thought after the Coventry game, to make two changes, he had, he had some guts and some balls yeah. just to do that, to make those two one personal t- changes in the back. Give the manager credit for it. He's comfortable with every decision he makes. Definitely, he backs himself. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I think if you're brave enough to do that and to say that, you know that whatever happens, yeah, that's the decision I made. I'm comfortable with that, and I, I like that. About mm. it. Yeah, I agree with people have been harsh on Ross um, in the past because early on in the season he made several substitutions that influenced games and won us points, and I think people have forgotten that. And all of a sudden he makes two substitutions at people query. And suddenly people are saying, oh, he can't make substitutions tactically, blah, blah, blah. But what I like about Jack Ross, he will occasionally make mistakes, but I think every single time he's learned from them and he's made better decisions the next game and he's returned from it. The biggest thing now about sport in general is analysed so in depth that it's really difficult. For A manager makes a decision. If that decision of a tactical substitution or whatever goes against him, he gets ridiculed for it. If it goes well, he gets praised for it. It's and, and he gets ridiculed massively because of the impact of social media because everybody's now got an opinion and it's, it's fair enough, I've got no issue with that at all but sometimes it's that benefit of hindsight saying if it, I would have done this well, mm, but would that have worked? Who, who bloody knows really, you know what I mean? Don't play 4-4-2 with this group But the second time he did that was obviously a part of you, you mentioned already the three midfielders he picked now we all knew what his game plan was when we saw the team sheet. That granted a bit of Lee Catamall, Max Power, at this level, are three players who should be able to control a midfield back. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. And mm. they what they did, didn't they? Their mm. little triangles they were doing, their little passing movements, slowing the game down, controlling the ball. The experience they've got in that group is quite vast, isn't mm. it, when you look at the three of them. And and, I, and and digressing, I think a massive amount should have been given to, to Grant Lebert because when it was disclosed after, you know, what him and his family mm-hmm. had been going through, I was stood talking to, believe it or not, a mate of mine I met when I was at Portsmouth and, you know, I'm talking from when I was 18 years old and I, I looked down and I saw Grant and I just thought, hmm, something not right then. Obviously, people weren't aware of it on the outside then and then you get to hear about it and I think the utmost credit should be given to him to, to put something like that to the back of your mind for the greater good at that particular moment in time yeah. takes some mental strength and I think full credit to him I think we've seen that resilience from yeah. Ledbetter in the past as well because I remember shortly after his his dad passed away and his ashes got scattered on the stage when I pitched he scored a screamer against Arsenal a few days later and I think like you say it's absolute testament to his character and that is why I would have absolutely no qualms with starting him on Sunday because, as I say, I think he reacts very well to adversity and he's, as you say, he's absolutely you, you credit to the at, club. You look at the, the lot of them and, <clears throat> like you say, bowling like social media, is it, you know, everyone's got an opinion yeah. and it's an instant opinion yeah, and yeah. there's no regulation of that. You just, you just blurt out what it's, you think. It's emotion-based it as is, well and, the time, yeah. <clears throat> and people have questioned the character of this group of players mm. and I just felt as well after that Portsmouth game, there's just this steely underlying determination oh. in that group of players to, to succeed and that's been the last two games against Fleetwood... In Southend, the first time this season, I've been felt a bit, a little bit let down by 
them in that regard. That's only Those, only t- the only two games this two season. Games, the second half at Fleetwood, the game yeah. itself. Um, let's face facts, we were rubbish. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I actually sat and thought, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and and I haven't done that all year. Yeah. I think the resilience they've shown all year, the togetherness they've shown all year, at times the absolute quality they've shown all year has been great. But that's the first time I actually looked and thought at Fleetwood. How can you switch like you did? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then down at South End, and albeit. You know, it was a big moment for Southend yeah. and they had a lot to play for. Yeah. When you go to places like that, I don't mean this rudely at Southend, but if you win and relegate, and that's not your problem, they've yes. been relegated because of their performances over the season, not because they've just been beat by Sunderland on their last game of the season. And I don't know what it was on the day, whether it was the players' minds, not sure what, I, I have no idea, but it was probably the worst game I'd seen us have all year. And no, maybe the number worst game, but that for me was the one yeah. that stick in my mind. Then to react the way they did and bounce back the way they did mm-hmm. and maybe fo- refocus the way they did, I think testament should be given to, you know, the staff. I'd like to say the captain as well because I'd like to think he got a grip of a few of them and people underestimate the power of George. Take it from me because George will not suffer falls and I know that because I've worked closely with him as a young player and I know how he's evolved and got better and better and better and yeah, you not, might not be one of these that does certain things that people might be looking for but he won't be frightened to say his piece in the change room and it might just be the moment where he's actually gone listen we need to pull our fingers out of backside here a little bit and I'd like to think the senior players would have backed him there as well so we'll all know come into Sunday won't we again I think Ross deserves credit for that because what I really like about Ross you don't get call a lot him of bloody Jack we <laughs> keep saying Ross like. <laughs> he, um, he doesn't really get too high when who's we win that? who's that um, Jack oh, I love it <laughs> <laughs> Ross Jack <laughs> <laughs> no but he doesn't get too carried away when we win but when we get beaten sometimes people because it's Sunderland League 1 and like you say football's a very emotional game people come out with statements like oh we shouldn't be losing to this team and that team but Ross I think he just keeps a very consistent kind Ooh. of level playing field <laughs> he's done it again <laughs> he's like, next time he says that we'll all hit him over the end of Van Michael right? shall I call him the gaffer <laughs> <laughs> But also, I think EM kind of maintains that calm, and I think that's very helpful in the dressing room environment because there's certain managers I feel if we get beat, they go over the top and chastise them, but then when we win, they kind of do a little bit too much going over the top. Biggest thing about football is trying to level your emotions in whatever happens because, like you say, you get too high on a win and then too low on a defeat. The way it plays your emotions is horrific. So I think he's right doing that as well. And... I think, like I said, I, I think credit should be given to Jack for the way he's done that, and I think it's it's good that he's done it as well. I think you know that ties in as well with the fact we've already played at Wembley. Now, sometimes you can play at Wembley a few times in the space of a few years. We're going to play at Wembley twice in the space of a couple of months, um, and I think that kind of mentality is going to tie in with that. It's going to, I kind of look at it as an analogy, almost like you fail your first driving test. I didn't. Though. Did you? I did, yeah, yeah. Did you, you did as well. I've passed my second time, yeah. Look, look at him trying not to say, I <laughs> failed my wait, driving. Wait, <laughs> like that. Did you pass I failed first time, past second. Uh, well, there you go. But anyway, see, the point is... See, you watched like, me crash my car on the way <laughs> yeah, you get, you know, You get the test centre, you don't know what, what it's going to be like there. And like you were saying about, you know, you get to Wembley... You're getting used to it. That's so, what it's, it's going to be like. All these I, 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 I can't wait for Jack's team talk. On. Listen, lads, right? You failed your first driving test, however. You've now got another yeah. chance like that. But no. Do you think that would motivate you? Barley's ball, playing all these yeah. cup finals and Gareth's comparing it to a driving test. No, no, my, point driving is, my point is, it's, 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 it's a, it's, you're doing it again quickly after the first time. And you've you've got all that anxiety out of the way. You've got all that nerves out of the way. You got you. Oh, you no. understand what the day is going to be like. And Charlton were they really? Charlton, like, were they really? I tell you what, it will have done. It will have given them an insight to it. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, yeah. It, they're going to. They've got a routine for that situation. Do you think it helps? Do you think it helps Charlton that they're just jumping on bloody a bus and driving possibly, for, ten, yeah. for ten minutes yeah, to the game? Possibly, yeah. I think people are forgetting. Well, they might, talk- the owners might make them get the tube. Yeah, but, but you know, <laughs> we're talking all about you know the expectations of ourselves. I think first of all, we also sh- shouldn't forget Charlton and all this. You know, they finished the season strongly, powerfully, and quietly. If I'm honest with you, and yeah, albeit the Doncaster game nearly went wrong from and that, but again, they've gone through that thing of penalties and that. Um, let's not underestimate them. Let's not assume that we're going to go down there and just roll them over because the one thing that will happen is they'll want to turn us mm, over. No, I don't think anyone's... For, for all yeah. of us wanting revenge, all their punks will be turning around and saying, let's do them again. So mm. it's going to be a very difficult game. Have we got that little bit of an advantage having played the recent... Yes, I do think you're correct there. Yeah. 
Geographically, I've been though. Do you think it makes a difference, Paulie, or not? Because Char- 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 they're playing five minutes away from where they're based anyway. No, not really, because no? let's face it, the, if the lads are staying in the Hilton Hotel, they're only going 10 minutes as well. I don't think that really has got anything. Mm. Yeah, we're going to travel down the day before. Um, <coughs> nah, not at all. I think, mm. I think they should be so excited about Sunday, it's frightening our boys. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> no, you ruined no, it. Probably a driving Who's test or something it? like that. Yeah, yeah. I never ruined it. Yeah, that, he ruined it. The yeah. midfield. Yeah, no. We'll get back well, on the team selections. The, the midfield. We don't know what team he's going to pick, but those three play out. My good feeling is that Wembley, they would stick with the same three yeah. midfield to try and control the game. Um, what it does is raise lots of questions about the attacking players. Charlie White's going to play. I'll be amazed if he didn't <coughs> ahead of Will Grigg. Um, pe- this is a cliche for you, Barley. I want to know your opinion on. When a manager has lots of players and he needs to make a decision, it's a nice headache to have or something, isn't it? No, is, is it a nice? No, I wouldn't have said it's a nice headache. No, <laughs> that's what people say, though. No, isn't I it? think the, the least amount of decisions you have to make make life mm. a lot I've always more wondered easier. that. Yeah, I'll tell you the reason that. I say that. Right, I go shopping. Right, <laughs> Mrs. I go, go and get some cereal. <laughs> so I go to the cereal thing, get some special K. So I look at the special K, and it has about ten different special Ks. And I think, why can't you just have special K? Make my life easy. <laughs> and then she go get that, and it'd be a uh, ten different things in that. And I find myself ringing up. Right, can you just tell me, can we just have a special cake or a loaf of bread? I stand looking at the bread thinking, tiger bread, this bread, that bread, the other bread. Why can't you just have bloody sliced bread and be done with it? You see what I mean? It's like driving lessons. I was going to say, yeah, so everybody be going, there's no wonder Baldy can never pick a bloody team like that. So Baldy's calling for communist Russia, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, the problem you have now, and I do think when a manager's got a massive amount of decisions, it doesn't, yeah, I don't like it. I like simplified things and, He'll have his team in his head, and and that's obviously depending on lads being fit. And obviously, you know, Chris is he going to be fully match fit yet? He's had a few games since he's come back. You look at Aiden. Will Aiden be fit? And this season he's had, and the fact that he has that little je ne sais quoi where he can do something not out of nothing because every time he gets a ball around the edge of the box, I'm willing him to do it. I'm going go, on, go inside, go inside, go inside. And if he goes the other way, you know, it doesn't matter either because he can go onto his left foot, and he's probably along with myself, one of the best two-footed players I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, two-footed as in tackles, you know lads. Uh, what, the, the, I'm just glad that you admitted that you ring your last every time you go to the shop because Claire, like my <laughs> wife, every time I do it, she goes, Oh, by the so way, can I just stop you about shopping yeah. there? Have you ever shopped in Oldie? Well, I'm a little man, me. I love a little. I think it's the Oldie one, right? Is that Oldie where you pack your own gear in it, right? Yeah. Which I've got no problem with, right? Absolutely none. So me and the missus went there, so gets the stuff, she gets a trolley and puts the bags in the trolley. So I went, what are you doing? She went, no, you pack over there. And the next minute, the, the bloke that was doing this thing started lobbing my gear <laughs> at me. I've never seen nothing like it. It was like a Vegas car dealer going, boom, boom, boom. I went, whoa, 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 slow down with you, mate, slow down. My missus had tears in her eyes. I went, mate, you can't be doing that. And she said, no, this is what they do here. They literally, it was flying into the trolley like I've never seen nothing in my life. Sorry, I just had to get that out. No, maybe, right, maybe, yeah. Say maybe John McLaughlin shots it out. Shots oh, it out you've never seen. Have, have you ever shot there? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Olympic sport, isn't it? There you go. See, <laughs> I, I'm glad I've what, never experienced well, that. At Little, they've got like a divider on the conveyor belt that separates it out so you can pack it the thing. And oh, then, then it's, what it's, else it's I don't an invention, like, right? isn't it? I don't like Tesco's. You know that bit where you do your own. <laughs> You you know, like the machine where you go mm, and the self serve. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that either. Mm. I, 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 I want to talk to someone. <laughs> I want to go hello to someone, and I actually find myself. Oh, I've got to go in there. You again. can talk to the machine if you want. People might think but, you're a bit. But yeah. I do. I do. I, my usual thing is, oh, not you again, like that. And then I start doing. I think here we go again. What do I have to press now? Have like, you ever, talking to machines? Have you ever have you ever said thank you to a cash point? No. I've done a before loads yeah, of that. You said cheers, and, you think, uh, hey, and they think I'm the mad one. They need to say thanks. Have, to have you ever clapped when a plane lands? No. I've swore to Cash Point before when like, I've had insufficient funds. <laughs> Listen, you've done yeah, some bad things in your life, you, by the way, you're pitch invader. Cash Point, when, pe- when people do two cards at the Cash Point, should be banned. Oh, what do you mean? But they do it so like, yeah. they do it and then all of a sudden you think, I'm in now and they just produce yeah, another yeah. one. Oh, yeah. And then when, they, when they're in the queue for ages and then they pr- reveal the card, like when they've been, get the card ready. Why, why does it, it you just it's a 30 second transaction it's, it's same, yeah it's even when you go in your passport and you're going all the way up there and you're looking and thinking get your passport out and the last <laughs> minute they go in the bag and get anything and any chance you know what you're going to do do you know what I mean why are we digressing about well, anyway, passports yeah, and yeah, shopping because yeah, like yeah, people fine, don't yeah. want to think about the game driving no, no, shops but I, I just want to say just flip it back around and finish I'm just glad that I'm not the only one because sometimes my wife will I'll ring her and she'll say Stephen I sent you around the shop for a loaf of bread 
what you, you can't possibly need my advice for anything. So I'm glad it's not just me. But I, was, I, I remember I, my point I was going to make before. It's about football. Do you want to hear it? That'd be good. Oh, this. Yeah. So you look yeah, back at the this f- first game. Built up now, if this. you look at the symmetry of the, the season, first game of the season's on Sky, <laughs> Sunderland against Charlton. Yeah. Charlton got five players on the bench. We started with Luke O'Nine, Barney Mumber in the middle, Oz Turk and Leuven's at centre half. Um, you know, and you, you look at this, and people will give a lot of praise, rightly short Charlton, because they had they've yeah. done he's done an unbelievable yeah, job, yeah, yeah. given and the, the turmoil out there in the, the the football club off the pitch, and pe- they'll get the credit for that. Do you not think but sometimes look, that helps? Maybe, but I, I think Sunderland comparatively also had problems where you yeah, know yeah. return to you know with 10 players with first same players we won't get the sympathy thing that that chart will get because it's it's Sunderland so you That's should we should we should have won the league yeah, yeah. we should have won the league and and Chartner, you know have done well to get there well they have done really well to get there but so we've done really, well to get there as well I think you're right I think um the status of the size of our club and the history of our club won't allow us any real credit if we win no. But I really don't give a shit. No. If we no. win and we go up, I don't care what other people think. I will just turn around and say to the boys, absolutely magnificent. Yeah. Back to the manager's headache thing. Oh, we, for a minute, we, we've got we were going shopping. We've got there. Um, I'm, I'm not, not paracetamol. Would you get? I'm not. No, 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 no. I'll be honest with you. I don't like shopping for anything. Like, and I tell you the reason why. You should tell me what we want, and I go there and I find myself getting things we don't want, and then I go home. Take the coat off the fashion. Even better than that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what paracetamol? Just the cheapest one ever. Yeah, of course. You don't get the branded stuff. No, no. No. Same ingredients. Yeah, it's the same exactly, ingredients. exactly the same. So why is it different pricing? Because it's a brand. brand power of the brand. Capitalism, yeah. Mark, marketing, just... clever marketing, good marketing. Right, okay, let's get back to Yeah, this let's get back to football. Gonna be going, um, I'm not going to ask you... The way quotes get picked up now, Barley, I'm not going to ask you this question. It's not fair. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you two this. Saying everybody's fit. We're thinking about McGeady included. Can McGeady and Maguire play in the same team from the start? Or would you pick... McGeady Maguire in the same team from the start. Go on, because I've got a, I've got a question for Bawley on the back of this. So for a minute there, first. while you were twisting, I thought you needed to go to the toilet. He's going to start <laughs> squirming and start inside the bed. I'm scratching, scratching my ankle. It's, it's, it's a difficult angle. one, Megan. There's not, I don't, you know, nobody knows the right answer for this. I, I, I would personally try and get them into the same team. Okay, so with the three we mentioned behind them in midfield? Yeah. So I think so, that gives you a really good base. And like I said earlier, I think Maguire, he's excellent at linking the midfield and the attack because he kind of fills into that space a lot more effectively than I feel any other player does on our side. And I think, obviously, if McGeady's fit, you've got to play him because he's our best player. Well, McGeady plays if he's fit. I mean, I just think... But then it's, so, hot, it's well, hard. So I've got to, you, I'm not going to comment on this, right? Because I'll be honest, I've had my own thoughts about this. So you think you th- play? I, what the, do you think? I think Morgan, in this game, could be vital... But the problem is, if Maguire's fit and McGeady's fit and Honeyman's fit and Ledbetter's fit. Now, I'm not saying you can't get Morgan in. I just think Morgan, first half against Portsmouth. Brilliant. Brilliant. He kept on coming in off the side and taking up spaces in front. So he was he was breaking the lines, coming in front of the, the centre-backs, and he was they didn't know how to cope yeah. with it. Yeah. Now, against Charlton, think about that first half against Charlton uh, at their place this season. They're going to be open. They don't. They don't do defensive. They're going to be open, and You've I got think. Got a decent Mo- defensive record, Mo- Charlie. You know? But I think Morgan in that first half at the weekend. Now he fades after 55, 60 minutes, and he could make a change and bring someone on. But I think Morgan would be absolutely vital in that first half, and that's why I'd be tempted to play him. It's a massive pitch as well, isn't it, Wembley? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about but that. But seriously, though, that I know, like, if you're picking a player for the game, I just think he what? could he could do some damage in in that first. 45, 50 minutes, and then you take them off and bring do, somebody on. But, do you know what? It's, it's interesting when we go for all these different permutations and what we wouldn't do, wouldn't do. It would be brilliant if the manager put in an envelope his team with the reasons why and his tactical yeah. stuff. So we had an idea of what you want to do, and then we could judge him after. Do you see what I mean? Why yeah. have you done that? Well, mm-hmm. that's because of what you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they will be looking at that. I mean, our analysis department, Ewan and, and Bodza, they're superb at looking at the stuff for the manager. They spend a massive amount of time looking at stuff and the manager and analyse it as well with his staff. They'll come out with a plan. But sometimes it would be great just to yeah. know exactly what he's mm-hmm. seen, exactly how he's going to counteract something of theirs, but also then say impose ourselves on them. And no one really knows. Will Chris play? You, you, your point about him linking up the play, one of my... I think Chris has got something special as well, but one of my only worries is sometimes he goes everywhere looking for the ball, yes. but in the wrong areas. And... 
sometimes there's like a I was trying to work it out like a V on the pitch where I would say right I do not want you so if, if we're no one's going to see this and I'm drawing it on your table here <laughs> yeah. on your green I, on yeah, the green. I, I would say look you can have the ball in this V here but don't go anywhere else because there's already people there and what's going to happen is you're going to end up going and getting the ball in an area where then you've got no one to pass to because you're needing to pass to your mate if you so get one of me. would you prefer maybe Honeyman because he's like a bit more disciplined in that area? He's disciplined, but not only that with George, he does play, but George, when people like Lewis like, go on that run in, yeah. and go inside and then gets done, maybe his defense, George is the one that comes out. Sometimes George's work is done selfishly and selflessly because he's, he's picking up other people's runs yeah. that they're going to right, I'll come and do that I think Honeyman does an excellent job of the team by the way every time yeah, and, I, and I think that's something that again there's parts of George's game I mean he's come up with a goal in the game that you rightly ran on the pitch um, it's, it's going to be a difficult selection for the manager and I think whatever decision he makes will we turn around afterwards and praise him for it well if we win yes if we lose let's face it what, yeah. you know, what are people going to go should have done this should have done that I think whatever decision he makes whatever team he picks He'll do it for what he feels are the right reasons, and for me, that's the most important thing. I think you, you Lind- we didn't even mention Linden. No, I mean, you, an option. You, you, no, I mean, Linden's probably at the moment. Um, you know, people are saying he's he's out of form a little bit, but when you you know you look at everything he's gone through this year, you know, the new baby and stuff like that. And no matter what, I can remember when, you know, and I've been through it, and you, you know, I'm going to do all this to help out, and the next thing you find yourself absolutely knackered, and and that's the husband. Let alone how the poor wife feels. Do you know what I mean? So. I'm not making that as an excuse for Lyndon, but I think, again, there's been a, an upheaval to do a, not an up, a nice one in his life. Um, it'll be interesting what the manager. The manager will pick the team. Oh, by the way, I will tell you this, sir. He'll not give a monkeys about what anybody says. He will pick the team he thinks will win this game. Mm-hmm. And if people criticise him for it, he'll not be bothered. And that's, a, a, for me, a massive mental strength of his to say, well, I've picked the team. I've made a decision based on this and I will stick with it. And I am comfortable with him. We'll go back to what we said earlier on, and he will be. So, how, how early has he made that team, do you think? Would he have it in his head so now? I, I, well, obviously, you've got to wait and see if um, Aiden's fit. And, and, you know, if Aiden's fit, when did he last train properly? And what I mean by that is, will he train, but will he train properly? When did he last play? You know, some people say, well, he won't last 90 minutes. Well, I'd like to think the age he's at that that 90 minutes is in him. It's, yeah. it's not something he's got to train for anymore. You know, he's, he's like, I don't know how old Aiden is now. What is he, 44? 33. Oh, 33, 33 right, yeah. So he's 33. That's in him now. He should be able to game manage, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Now, if he does play, will he then think, well, I've got to put George in somewhere because if Aiden struggles going that way, will I need George to make sure he does this? Gaffer will think of every little scenario and try and plan for it. How how late would people leave that selection of McGeady? Would you kind of give it till Saturday evening think, or would you try uh, and... It's a tough one, that as well, because sometime or other got to get your tactics out exactly. to your players. You've got to get your, you know, your um, mm. set plays for and against sorted out. Mentally, players, do yeah. they want to know? Or if he was that important to the team and the players realised that, would they be bothered about waiting until the last minute? I don't think they would, no. And then, but then if he misses out... The last minute, and you're putting all your eggs in that basket. I, I Mentally, think, you uh, might be a bit, oh, yeah, no, I, we're, I, we're missing an oh, in. Oh, so will he make a decision? What's the day? So they've been off the day. Tomorrow, he'll be, it will be yeah, built towards. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday be the last time he can make that decision, and I would presume he'll give him the best chance possible. But I'll tell you, the bravest one out of it will be Aiden, because I think Aiden would turn around and say, listen, I ain't going to be able to do it. I think Aiden's professional enough now. To be able to turn around and say, if I can play, if I can get through at least 90 minutes, he would do. If he felt he was going to struggle, and I saw him at the training game we spoke about, it, he just went, no, he said, I lose. And he was explaining his reasons why this was for the ports of away game. And I actually felt, not sorry for him per se, but sorry because you have to make a decision like that's a brave decision. It's not an easy decision to say to somebody, oh, by the way, I can't play tonight because of my injury. And to play with that injury for the period of time he did, and to make it public as well, because let's face it, if, if Kev had been playing fullback and Aiden had been there, and I knew about that little injury, Kev might have accidentally stood on it as <laughs> first chance, like you know. Yeah. So I thought he was good, like. But let's let's wait and see. Let's truthfully end on a high of mm. turning around and saying, let's all go down to Wembley, and instead of having a good day, which we had against Portsmouth in the checker trade. Have a great day by winning it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. As a manager, I um, wanted to finish just, on that. Just, one, just so that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good play. It would have been a good player to finish. But you, you I'm just not got me, you, around, you, you, you got me interested in what, 
announcing team selection. So when you're a manager, because you hear different stories, don't you? Players yeah. saying some managers don't tell you till the morning, some managers tell you on the Thursday. Did you have a pattern or a, a Not pre- really. preference? I, th- I think sometimes you've got to look at the players. Some players like to be told, some players don't. Some players like to mentally prepare the night before. In the main, under Reedy, we'd have all been always been told, but there may have been one or two games where we didn't say it. I'd have probably liked to have known I was playing. And I speak to a lot of lads out on loan, and I go, you're playing them, and they go, they don't know the manager hasn't named the team yet. Then I'll say to them, well, do you think you're playing? And that's usually a marker, because if they go, well, I'm not sure, I used to think, well, you're not be bloody playing then. Because, like, <laughs> you know, but you need to know yourself. If you're, you're in good fettle and playing well and performing well in training, you'd say, yeah, I'll do. Like that, um... Before games, I think players like to know. And I think leaving it to the last minute, unless you can quickly get across your points tactically and, and set play-wise, I'm not sure. Hmm. We're going to finish now. Do you want to do one of one of your little speeches to go out? Not right? really, no. I thought on the last one <laughs> was great. Are you, doing a, is it, are you doing a dance or something on the pitches before the game? Oh, Frankie, yeah, Frankie, yes. I'll tell Frankie you asked us to mention this. Actually. No, no, what Frankie, we? right. I, I'm going <laughs> to curtail you here. <laughs> when we'd done the last one and the geezer from Portsmouth started singing, I kept thinking, what the bloody hell is he on about? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, like that. And I thought, well, go on and keep top that one. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I can't. No, nah, I just, I enjoyed doing it. I felt a bit embarrassed, right? Because, you know, when I went down pitch side to do it, I went, well, what are we doing then, Frankie? Because I didn't really know what we were doing. He just said, be down pitch side. He said, oh, we're going to do an interview and you're going to be on the screen. I went, Frankie, I have a penance for swearing. The last thing I want to see is me up there going, oh, for fuck's sake, like that on the big screen, do you know what I mean? So I have to concentrate quite a lot to make sure I don't swear. Um, but it, it'd just be, I think, again, really it'd be just re-emphasising what we've spoke about to say, this, fi- this final on Sunday is not about 21 years ago. Yes, we will all think back to it because you can't help but think back to it. And yes, I have said, yes, I'd like Charlton in the final. And yes, I would like to beat him. Yes, because I'd like to exorcise that ghost of Charlton past. This game on Sunday, and I reiterate it again and again and again, is not about that. It's about this bunch of players, this management, this staff, this club, now making history for themselves. Thanks for listening.